2: Disenfranchised from everything.
1: Well, I fall up and I fall down.
3: Day I was born.
4: Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of American Loser. My name's KP Burke, and I'm your host here. With me, as always, my Delph of a dad. Say hello, Lawrence Patrick. Good morning, good morning. Hello, hello. <laughs>
1: good afternoon. One, two, three. We're all good. Where Fine are Jack we? Where everyone. are we, Dad? We are at the. Uh, where are we? We're in Holmdale, New Jersey, the center of the universe. Goddamn the right. The shared universe. And Mike and Ming
4: are taking great care of us behind the ones and twos, as always. You guys know them. Say hello, Cahoons.
0: What's going on, man? How you doing?
4: I'm very sorry to tell you this. We have uh, We have two guests today. One you're going to be thrilled about, the other. I'm sorry,
1: buddy. She got out early. Bug, no! <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> she got out early and it wasn't on good behavior. <laughs> Jailbroken
4: broken out of uh, uh, the penitentiary. She was being kept in. My uh, sister, Carrie Burke, meanest girl in New Jersey, is here. Say hello, Carrie.
5: Hello, Carrie. Uh, That's
4: <laughs> Incoming. We've got a great guest, though. Uh, so it's weird. It, you said great meeting you, and I was like, oh, shit, I guess this is the first time. But yeah. We've, We've known of each other's work for some time. Yes, that's right. the uh, The great Chuck Staten joins the show here Woo! of, uh, of uh, Get Him Steve Dave fame and uh, uh you know, just a general uh, view of universe fame. Yeah, tell him Steve Dave. Get him Steve Dave
2: is a specific guy. Oh, I tell fucking
4: him. I just I <laughs> gave away the surprise. I'm sorry, pal. No, no, the-
2: no, no. Don't bury the lead yeah, I work with Tell em Steve Dave. I work with Kevin. I work with uh, the podcast Tuesdays with stories. i'm I'm a videographer. That's, uh, my
4: buddy Mark Norman and my nemesis Joe List. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I'm a videographer, comedian podcaster. And uh, yeah, man, we've been talking for a while, like basically through like Instagram messages mm-hmm. for a while. But yeah, never met in person before.
4: It was I feel like we probably figured out because I, I mean my my welcoming into the the greater view universe, if you will, is uh through the roast of O'Halloran. Oh, and see, then,
2: that's funny. That that's a, that's an event that's a little bit before my time.
4: No shit. Well, well when was it? Uh, I want to say, what was it like? Four years, four or five years ago, maybe.
2: Yeah, I came in uh, to film. I pushed my way in with Tell em Steve Dave to film their live at the Gramercy Blu-ray. I directed that.
4: That's awesome.
2: And that was my that was my way in. Is that they were you know Tell 'em Steve Dave is this really popular podcast that refuses to do live shows, and <laughs> this summer they that summer they were like we're going to do two live shows, May and July. And I was a huge fan and people were flying in from England and all over the world to see these shows. (laughs) And I was like, I I reached out to them who I don't know at all at that time. And I was like, you guys are filming these, right? Like you're going to actually document what's happening. And these people are flying in from England and, and they're like, no. And and they didn't, I was like, it's like, do you want me to come film? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay. And I kept looking around and I finally, uh, you know, one of the guys from Tell Steve Davis, is Brian Quinn from Practical Jokers. Mm-hmm. So I hunted down his manager's email address. And I'm like, this guy will be more business. Oh, read it on here. <laughs> um, <oops.
4: laughs> <laughs> there you go. So
2: I reached out to him and he was like, yeah, come film it. And so we did a, like a nice three camera shoot. Very last minute. Dropped three grand at Best Buy because I had lost all my filming equipment in <laughs> a house fire. Yeah. And... Uh, that was kind of my first time working with all these guys, and uh, then we started doing a couple of video projects, and then the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon started when Comic Book Men got canceled. Yep. And that's really when I started being here all the time, which was summer 2018. Oh, cool. So that's dude. when I was here all the time. I was in, I've been in Rhode Island, though, this whole time pretty much. I know
4: much. you're from up there, and then I know- also, you now live in Jersey, though. I live in Staten Island, actually. Damn it. I thought oh. it was Jersey. No, it's close. Whoa. Well, I
2: moved, you know, so I work with uh, Them Steve Dave, who are now located in Hazlitt, New Jersey. And I work with Tuesdays with Stories, Mark Norman and Joe List, who are located in Manhattan. And so I had to find a place in between. Those are my main two people I work with. And so I got a place in Staten Island, and I'm 25 minutes from Them Steve Dave, 40 minutes from Mark and Joe.
4: Uh-huh.
2: So, that's, so I'm honestly right on the line of New York and New Jersey. I'm so south in in Staten Island. It's crazy. It's- <laughs> I can smell everyone from New Jersey from where I live. <laughs> it's so
4: it's uh, Staten Island is a, a strange place. It just doesn't feel right when it costs $16 to go there. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. That is terrible. Right. It's crazy. This is
1: what I get for $16? It's right.
3: a- <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know. That is crazy. I'm like, is there a way around this? There's not. No, nah, we're working on that part. Well, we're all Jersey folks here. Huh? Yeah. On this yeah. Side, so we're happy to have you a little bit closer to us, man. It's yeah, it's cool. great. You have a big show coming up. I'm actually going to be a part of over at the Smodcast. So I want you to plug that real quick.
2: Yeah, that's right. So um, <clears throat> uh, basically, I do a podcast called the did Chuck and Brad. you want
4: his voice to change when he did that? When he just goes, <clears throat> so you see. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> this high
2: voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do this podcast called the Chuck and Brad podcast, which is the worst podcast title in the history of podcast. And it's me and my buddy, Brad. You know, I've been in a band for 15 years. I do comedy, do film work and all that stuff. And we kind of talk about comedy, film, and music and all that stuff from the point of view of people who are making that stuff actively. He's a comedian and a writer as well. And we've been doing the podcast for a long time, 12 years. And a few years ago, we started doing live shows. And they're not live podcasts. They're like live comedy shows, like (laughs) sketch, stand-up, improv, that kind of stuff. And we started doing this Christmas comedy variety show a few years ago called chuck and brad's best christmas show ever and uh our home club is the comedy connection in east providence rhode island i love that club there's they're wonderful and uh so many memories there it's such a great place but now we're kind of branching out now that i live here and we're doing chuck and brad's best christmas show ever this year saturday december 18th at smod castle in leonardo new jersey smod castle that's right with kp burke with derek Furtado. And with our buddy, Get him Steve Dave from Tell Him Steve Dave. Which is a big deal because he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. No, he really do not It's, it's going <laughs> to be great. And then the next day, we're going to drive up to Rhode Island and do uh, on Sunday, December 19th, we'll do the same show at uh, the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Dude. Rhode Island. With, Masochist.
4: You're going to drive. Oh, my God. With,
2: uh, with Alan Moreau, Kirsten Logan, and our buddy, Ray Harrington, who is uh, kind of our unofficial third on our podcast. He's a great guy. But, yeah, so we're doing it at Smudcastle on Saturday, Comedy Connection Sunday, tickets and info at Chuck and Brad com. You can buy pre sale tickets there. And, man, It's going to be fun. I hope people come out because I want Smodcastle to be doing more stuff. I want them to do stuff, you
4: know, that's local to here. Well, they just had a, a, what was the event that sold out two back-to-back shows back in. Oh yeah, me, (laughs) motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny
2: because I'm like, I'm like, I don't know this guy. He reached out to be on the show. He already sold out two shows there. You're in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got something going on, right? Yeah, we recorded
4: my album over there. So, no, it's going to be fun, man. I think some of my uh, some of our listeners are going to come through for sure. Hell yeah. Way. So it's very cool.
2: And if people support it, we're going to do more of the Chuck and Brad shows there. The next one will have Brian O'Halloran on it, who is it's already confirmed that he will be on it if we get to do it. And then it's like Ming's going to be on it, you know, and the, a future one. And we can do more and more shows that kind of involve all these different people. So if you want to see that kind of, you know, fun kind of crazy out there comedy <laughs> shows involving all these people come and support this saturday december 18th at smod castle chuck and brad's best christmas show ever chuck and brad hell yeah
4: man yeah no, this is gonna be a good time I'm it's gonna be forward. fun
2: it's it's a lot of it's a lot of sketch it ins- and it's, by the way, this is Christmassy. This is not just like when there's a comedy show the week of Christmas. And so someone's like, eh, it's a Christmas comedy and no one's doing anything that's Christmassy. This show is like <laughs> 100% Christmas. Like there's a storyline a- through the show. <laughs> it's all Christmas. This has got the Red Rider BB gun already <laughs> built in. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Or we come in on a sleigh pulled by Christian.
4: <laughs> you can't <laughs> use his given name on the, on the show. show.
0: You can't use my name on here, man. It's uh, Kahuna. <laughs> people
4: scream Kahuna at him from down the street, I
2: love it. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm begging people to come out because we. This is the first time we're doing one here, so please come out this Saturday. It's we'll fun figure Castle. something
4: out, man. Come support this one. Also, I'll be telling some dick jokes on that night as well. So we'll Christmas dick jokes, He oh, promised right, me. Right. It did, well, it's the same dick jokes, but just but uh, he says the just word with Christmas bells Covered in tinsel <laughs> <pencil. laughs> bows, bows and bells. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited.
4: Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'm happy you're here, dude. Um, so I'll tell you what, if you're a brand new listener to the show, mm. um, then you know you understand the gimmick we do here. We talk about the biggest losers in American history. Mm. Um, and if you are a regular listener of the show, we normally don't get to hang out and shoot the shit like this up front. So kind of a welcome change here. Yeah, that's fun. We do have a, – we're a content-heavy show, though. So we got a pretty great topic for you. So it's kind of fun because you and Kahuna get to kind of play part of the uh, the audience on this one too. Any weird questions or anything you think of, mm. hit me if there's some stuff you know. Sometimes I throw out questions just to see what happens. And, you know, Kunis goes, well, no, don't fuck with me, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man.
2: <laughs>
0: I turn into Joe Biden. <laughs> I,
2: do, I do a mean Christian impression.
0: You Well, um, based look- on one specific instance that you think is my voice from now on.
2: <laughs> he um, had to- we, were, we, were, we were recording a show oh. for Kevin at Smodcastle and, you know, Me and Josh Roush are capturing the video. Uh, Christian has the audio, and he had to send it over to Will Wilkins to, to produce it. And he was like, and then someone's like, oh, someone has to call Will and tell him. And so Christian calls him up, and he lifts his phone gingerly to his ear, and he goes,
3: hey, Will (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I was like,
2: what's going on here this
0: guy weighs 350
2: pounds he's 10 feet tall
0: why
3: is he talking like that exactly
0: it's so i can it's so i can scare the fuck out of people when i meet them for the first time because will is yet to meet me so then he'll just be like oh, it's just this kid who works at the SMODCAD. oh what the fuck
3: <laughs>
2: it's crazy he sounded like he pissed his pants at a sleepover <laughs> Hey, Will He's
3: it's knocking
0: on
2: my parents' door <laughs>
3: You
0: bought this on multiple occasions On your fucking podcast, dude You don't think I don't listen, motherfucker
3: <laughs> I shit the bed, Will Oh my god <laughs> Oh my god
4: Game day, man Game day All right, I promise we, we have, we are, Our people are comedy fans But they're also history so I Sorry, sorry, them, sorry No, sorry, dude, dad, it's, not, it's not you It's not you <laughs> My sister just won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> but uh, so this is an interesting topic. So my father just recently moved to Monmouth County. All right. So he now- Monmouth is a... County, New Jersey. New Jersey. Correct. Correct. Go. Monmouth County, New Jersey. Uh, I now reside full-time in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Kerry is down and old. Now we all lived in the same house at one time as families tend to do. Yeah. And, uh, we lived in a town. Kerry, what was the name of the town?
5: Wayne. Wayne, New Jersey.
4: <laughs> yep. Um, and it was named after somebody. All right? Did you you knew this growing up though, right?
5: Uh, kind of, yes, kind of no.
4: Yeah, well, we went to George Washington Middle School, and then there's another middle school in town that my mom taught at. That's named after today's loser, Mad Anthony Wayne. You ever hear of this guy? No, but I like that name. It's a pretty <laughs> yeah, good one. With too. A name like yeah. that, it's give you all bad. And, right? and plus, it's uh, North Jersey, so there's a lot of Mad Anthony's up there, pissed off Italian dudes just making things happen. But this guy is a character, and he earns that nickname in stride. It's pretty impressive, man. Um. Oftentimes on the show, we come up with some pretty good nicknames or slogans for folks ourselves. Sometimes people just have damn good nicknames at first. Mm. Uh, For instance, uh, Devil Dan Sickles, um, Demo Dick Marcinko. Yeah, a, a dude named Demo Dick. Like Demolition Dick? Yep.
2: <laughs> that's that. Demolition Dick is a great
4: nickname. He created right? SEAL Team oh,
2: 6. I'm, I'm copywriting
1: that. Oh, okay. A- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you that's you might want to rethink about <laughs> stealing something from Demo Dick because he's got ways to pulling your ass up. <laughs> And then, He'll of come course, uh, the
0: graven beach ass
1: No, he's still alive. <laughs> he's still he is
4: alive. still Demo oh, yeah. Dick is still alive. Oh my God. They say he can't be killed. Um, <laughs> and of course, then there was Typhoid Mary, which uh, was one of our uh, our classic episodes here. This guy has a straight-up, I would say Mad Anthony Wayne. Uh, when you hear that name, Chuck, what do you think? this guy's what, what do you think he does for a living?
2: mad Anthony, he's uh he's just a really picky baker.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was highly specific I'm impressed But That's I was mad. I was gonna say That could be a decent UFC fighter name it's Yeah kinda, so For that, sure You could kind of hear Bruce Buffer Going through it But mm-hmm. um,
0: Mad Anthony Wayne
4: Mad yeah. Anthony Wayne This fella earns that nickname too Historians now realize That he was utilizing tactics On the field of battle This is an American Revolutionary War general mm. That was borrowing shit Straight up from Julius Caesar <laughs> Yeah Pretty – pretty, bull, a ballsy guy in his own right too. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he had a couple of victories himself. <laughs> There's a famous American president who later on will he, – he's a diligent writer, Kahuna. You know who I'm talking about. He's a diligent writer, former American president, um, loved American history. On the show, we like to say don't fuck with him.
0: You got to be kidding me. Well,
4: Teddy Roosevelt ranked him in his works. This guy, Teddy Roosevelt, President Teddy Roosevelt, ranked our finest general in his lifetime too. He probably would have been a big fan of Patton. But – um, it's an interesting thing here. He considered Mad Anthony Wayne to be America's finest fighting general. Really? Yes. So, so is uh, this how you found him? Um, well, I mean, again, I mm. lived in a town named after him, and I, you know, I mean, I asked too many questions. Like, well, what the hell's Wayne for? Anthony Wayne, Mad mm-hmm. Anthony? So he's a yeah. general. What did he do? So, we're going to explain that today. Uh, this guy is honored with stamps. There are paintings of him that adorn the this, the roof of the Senate Room in D.C. He's been the namesake for towns. Bridges, and apparently, just to tie into where we are, in a shared universe here. Um, he is part of the namesake of Batman. Are you listening, Stu? Wow. Are is you that, listening, Stu Green? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The creators of Batman said that they took parts of his name and combined it with the legendary Scottish King Robert the Bruce to give Bruce Wayne his name. So Bruce wow. Wayne is a combination Whoa, of a okay. King of Scotland and an American Civil War, uh, American Revolutionary War general. So
0: then, does that mean that somewhere Gotham is around Wayne?
4: Um. That well if Gotham's New York City Wayne is about no, a 20 minute car ride. Yeah, Gotham right.
0: is supposedly in Jersey. That's a that's a known fact. Gotham isn't New York. It's supposed to be kind of like where Newark is kind of.
2: Really? I thought Gotham was Chicago. I thought that was kind
0: of Well, the, the thing. movies it's a mixture of oh, Okay, I see yeah. yeah like yeah. in the comic book it's like it's supposed to be in New Jersey. Wow.
4: You realize Stu Greenberg is listening to this right now and just screaming. <laughs> 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 Get it right. <laughs> he's going me- to he's going to message
0: me the minute you post it. Be like, "Christian." It's going to happen.
4: You should know better. (laughs) Well, more on the whole having a a town named after him thing. Uh, Like I said, Kerry, myself, and uh, my parents, uh, we were all residents of Wayne for the last 40 years. And kind of interesting to figure out uh, we're going to pay homage uh, to – because none of us live in Wayne anymore. So now we can finally talk about it. We're out. Yeah. (laughs) You're free. So this guy is born uh, January 1st, 1745 in Easttown, Pennsylvania. That was the one, Kerry, we were trying to figure out because Kerry found out a cool thing. Um depending on and Carrie, you want to give your weird fun fact for what happened on this day uh in history?
5: No, because it didn't happen on
4: this day. <laughs> it's tricky. Someone's fake news, either Wikipedia or the History Channel have this wrong.
5: Well, History Channel lists it as the same as Wikipedia, but their Instagram post happened today. Keep going. Uh that George Washington died on quote unquote this day in seventeen ninety nine. Yeah. Was
4: that it? Where's the Facebook fact checkers on this one, folks? All right? They got the <laughs> date wrong. That's the father of the country, dead. But uh, anyway, in Easttown, Pennsylvania, uh, it was hard to find that name because according to the other thing you were looking at, Kerry, uh, they said this guy was born. Matt Anthony Wayne was born in what town? Waynesboro. Yeah. Weird that he'd be born in a town named after him.
5: <laughs> yeah, they changed it. Yeah, post- but his post- dad was humus- a heavy hitter too. Oh, yeah. So,
1: at, uh, you know, it could be uh- – the, Wayne, the Wayneites were uh, pretty remarkable within that area of Pennsylvania. So, but yeah. They were, but I think
4: they changed the name of the town afterwards. Yeah. It was done po-
1: posthumously. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but he is born it's to a – Probably Podunk, uh, Pennsylvania or something. And, and, wait, wait. Podunk. Oh, it's yeah. Chester
4: County. <laughs> yeah. it. um, Chester County, Pennsylvania. He got, does come from a prominent family. He starts coming across the past with some pretty cool people pretty quickly. He's a Scottish Irish fella. Right? He's uh, of the Protestant persuasion, mind you. Um he gets sent out on a surveying trip. He starts working as a surveyor and uh, winds up in Nova Scotia, which is pretty cool. For, you know, because we're talking about a time frame where people usually lived and died within about, you know, two miles of where they were born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of cool over here. Uh, the guy who sends him out on this surveying trip, the guy funding it, Ben Franklin. What? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Old, old puss dick Ben Franklin sending people. <laughs> <in>.
1: <laughs> yeah. And again, this is before the American Revolution. So, um, you know, Nova Scotia was an English. Uh, territory if you will and uh, so was all the all the colonies so uh, you know Ben had some uh, land interests along with some other uh, rather well-to-do uh, Philadelphian uh, people and uh, they sent uh, old Matt Anthony We well, even get the handle Matt Anthony just yet but they no, send Anthony, they, they sent Anthony Wayne as a young man up to Nova Scotia to do some surveying to find out what exactly do we own up there and what's the you know, what's uh, what can we grab out of that as far as mineral rights or timbering rights and everything else? So, yeah. Well, uh, he is well-known around the Pennsylvania
4: area, known to be a very avid reader, and even serves in uh, the Pennsylvania legislature before the pivotal moment in time. Because like you said, this is prior to the American Revolution at this time frame right here. But uh, there's a, a certain event in human history that he's about to become a huge part of and it's going to make him a legend. Good enough that he gets a town named after him in Passaic County, New Jersey, which may or may not be a good thing. But uh, – they do have a wah-wah coming though, right? So there's, there's yeah, some... right, right, they're on the saving They're Saving graces, <laughs> right? Um, it's seventeen seventy-five, baby, and Anthony Wayne is now raising a militia to lead into combat with the Continental Army as they attempt to invade Canada. Um, I don't know. Did you know? And I don't know how much you know about the American Revolution or anything like that, but not that much. We apparently—that's why I love about American history—is that. Sometimes, like, if something doesn't go our way, we just kind of, like, leave it out of the history books. Yeah, like, for sure. The early <laughs> oh, right, goings, right, right, right. Yeah, the early goings of the American Revolution, we weren't really firing on all cylinders right at <laughs> <of> the <king. laughs> Right. There's early on, uh, we were struggling. Yeah, yeah. The
0: winners write the history.
4: Oh, yeah. You would not bet on – I mean, if you had betting odds, if Vegas got involved with – the greatest superpower in the world of Britain versus uh, the guys who kind of live on their land. You, know? <laughs> yeah. um, you weren't really going to go with them. And their early showings definitely sat there and, and made Vegas correct. Um, <laughs> we tried to invade Canada. Does not go well at all. We did a bunch of – there's a ton of loser receptions that are about to come in here. On Absolutely. This Damn but it's a, a by the way loser reception that's our term on here where we talk about someone we covered in an episode once before nice so we've created our own shared universe chuck <laughs> I like that <laughs> um, but but invade Canada that's crazy we try it all the time it never goes we yeah. do it again in the we, war of 1812 we fucked that one up the I'm rivers sh- will
2: run brown with their maple syrup blood <laughs> <laughs>
4: Dude, another <laughs> loser too is that um after the civil war um uh, members uh, uh, Irish um Irish immigrants that served for the Union Army uh, invaded Canada and tried to take it over as a bargaining chip to free Ireland. Jeez, so we try to invade Canada yeah, on the regular. Of times. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, number
1: of times. And I have one
4: more try, and I think this time it's going to work, folks. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, invade Canada. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, but uh, as the learned listeners of this show know, um, they're going to appreciate the man Anthony Wayne is sent to help reinforce. Okay, so he's going to get sent up there. You know this guy's name. This is great. He's a, the ultimate villain in American history. Mm. He's our. Um, I guess a bit of a scoundrel. I guess um, a a Judas type, you know. But at at this time, we kind of like him in American history. He's doing some. He's having some success on the battlefield. Matt Anthony Wayne is about to get sent to reinforce none other than. Go ahead and say it, LP.
1: Benedict Arnold. That's Mm. right, man. Benedict Arnold led a force to Canada, tried to you know to invade that as a again as a bargaining chip to uh, to hurt the British um, because it was British owned, but. uh, he got himself in a little bit of a snafu up there. Now they're sending Anthony Wayne up there to reinforce him, and it still didn't go. It t- still turned into a shit show, <laughs> you know. And it depends it's on who's good. writing history. If uh, if the winner is writing the history. If you have a major battle and you win, that's that was a battle. If the battle doesn't go well for you, well, that was a you know a massacre. And then the, the, the terminology, whether oh, it's yeah. whether you're fighting the British or fighting the Indians or whatever, depending on which side is writing the history, it was a battle. No, it was a massacre. Oh, okay, I, I understand. I think depends on whether we killed them or they killed us. So <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of something that uh, my mother will remember. Um, so
4: growing up in Wayne, mm-hmm. we lived in Packinac Lake. And there was a, a I guess a number these kids. They were British kids that came over to America for the summer or something like that. And we'd play with them down at the lake and stuff like that on the one beach. They were brothers, two brothers, that were from England, and the mother was English or whatever. And I guess maybe they had family in Jersey or something like that. And my mother is sitting there. She goes, "Oh, if they like history, your boys, oh my, you know, my kids just loved it. We went to Fort Ticonderoga, the very fort that they're, you know, Benedict Arnold's trying to hold on to here. That man, Anthony Wayne's on his way up to." And my mom's just sitting there talking. My mom's such a sweet lady. And she caught herself. And she goes, ooh, you guys might not like it up there because you're British. And I think we kicked your asses." <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, mom said it in a much more delicate way. But yeah. uh, she was uh, doing a great sales pitch and then said, ooh, uh, actually, you guys,
3: <laughs> yeah. you're kind
4: of the bad guys in this one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, Fort Ticonderoga is where they're going to be heading. That's some of the only successes we're having. That's over in uh, Lake Champlain. Um, there are minor successes, but these things combined with a successful rear guard action at the Battle of You ready for this one, Cajuns? I practiced this in the mirror at home. Trouvailleau.
2: Ooh, yeah, I like that.
4: Yeah, three Jeez. three rivers in Oof. French. Oh, I'll well, attract it to you now. <laughs> <one>? <laughs> this
1: happens. This Ooh, happens. Getting warm in here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man yeah i practiced one more one time the end. i don't oh. think i have one in me <laughs> yeah no let him go out on, <laughs> i
2: think there was an ex- exante right. goo <laughs> if
1: you for, hit for the bullseye sure. on the first shot <laughs> yeah. drop oh, the mic and go home yeah, yeah retire. Well, uh, <laughs> retire from french today <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, but yeah good old three rivers as that means it's uh and uh, they have some successful uh, rear guard actions by the way when they say like my father was saying uh successful rear guard actions that means we lost the battle, but we protected ourselves on the way out and it didn't go as bad as it could have. So, they're like, all right. So, we scored a couple of yeah. touchdowns. We mm-hmm. still lost by three possessions, but mm-hmm. right. we're in the game. We're right. in the game.
1: We avoided the slaughter, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we scored a couple of points, but um, it wasn't a wipeout was a complete wipeout of our, our forces.
4: Well, he's very successful with those things and he's showing and proving himself in this continental army, this fledgling continental army, that guys like George Washington are starting to notice. Hey, uh, this uh, Mad Anthony Wayne guy, a little bit of an ass kicker over here. We got to get him some asses to kick. Otherwise, we're just wasting him. So (laughs) it's pretty great over here. Um, He will get promoted to Brigadier General. And this is where he earns the nickname Mad Anthony. Chuck, you have a great – first of all, I like you already. Liked you beforehand. But you're a funny dude. If you had to guess why he got the nickname Mad Anthony, what would your wildest imaginations bring about?
2: I mean, you got to think he, he he overreacts to things and kind of is a dick and he beats people up. Is that, is that it? Matt Anthony?
4: I knew he was going to get it. Um, <laughs> well, he's got a little bit of uh, an Irish temper going on over yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly a, what he meant. Yeah, I think half this room knows we have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, his Irish temper comes out a little bit. Uh, apparently, he shows a, a great um, amount of anger towards a, an informant, like a very – Knowledgeable informant that they had, who was supposed to have all this info, but the guy showed up drunk for work, mm. and Mad Anthony Wayne just went off on him. They started calling him Mad Anthony because of that. Yeah, and then he just keeps solidifying that position. If you will, um, picture Bill
1: Parcells but without a headset. That's essentially <laughs> what we're dealing with here. You know, it's a- he just flips. Hey, I'll yeah. run the game, Phil. And this is where I came up with the Jersey connection to uh, Mad Anthony. Oh, there's a few. Keep because, going. Because uh, it, it was Anthony Wayne, General Anthony Wayne at this point. He didn't get the name Mad just yet. But uh, they're in winter quarters in our own Morristown, New Jersey. And uh, this guy is arrested by some of the local New Jersey uh, law officers. And for some local civil infraction, the guy was drunk. Uh, you know, and. and <laughs> Uh, I think he was hired um or being used by Anthony Wayne to do some spy work or something. who the heck knows? but this guy seemed to be a bit of a local character mm-hmm. gets gets drunk, gets arrested, and then Anthony Wayne orders the guy to be flogged to be whipped Damn. <laughs> right? and he's and this guy while he's serving this punishment is like can't believe that no oh, Anthony Wayne he's gonna he's gonna save me from that. There's no way he's he's gotta be mad if he's if he's yeah. not gonna save me from a flogging and the rest of the Pennsylvania troops that were serving under Anthony Wayne hears that and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> Our general, he's he's fucking nuts. Because yeah. when he's pissed, he's pissed and he was definitely pissed at this guy that he shows up for uh drunk and uh that's where he <laughs> finally got the nickname mad anthony wayne that this guy who's about to be whipped said he's got to be mad well yeah <laughs> he's mad he's pissed he's pretty mad i, I love i'm
2: gonna name my first kid mad anthony i think that's
4: cool. <laughs> it's, uh, it fits man it, he's one of these guys too because sometimes on the show we cover people that are and actually we mentioned one of them later on here that are just the most deplorable despicable human beings ever sure. lived um We've covered serial killers. We've covered some traitors in American history. We've covered absolute losers, like, like, like you know, just bumbling idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, the only knock on him really so far is that he's just – all he got was – he does so much in his life and all he got was a town in Jersey named after him. <laughs> but I wound up admiring him even more because I always thought he was cool. And then now the more that we're going to learn about him, I think you guys are going to understand just how fucking cool this guy is. Um, I want to be a like a like a an ass kicker. You ever want to be one of those guys? We can't really now anymore, right? Uh, I mean, I I had my True. time no. <laughs> yeah.
2: in in a big way where you couldn't beat up enough people to get a town name after you anymore. Though that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I think mean? You're right? We have yeah. softened in that the lawsuits yeah.
1: and the, yeah, yeah. It's, you'd be banned from Facebook yeah. and yeah, you know. yeah.
2: <laughs> It would be a new. It would be a law. That's what it would that's be. Cr- It'd be the Matt Anthony law. Is you
4: can't do this Yeah. <laughs> Well, oddly enough, I, I'm trying to make sure I have the reference correct here, but I always thought this was so weird. If you talk about um uh word uh etymology, mm-hmm. that uh if you the way you would take flogging back in the day, because mm. I think you'll appreciate this, um, you would take um like a cat of nines or whatever. Yeah. So when you were getting whipped or whatever, it was um you had to take your punishment like a man, or you could get um the uh the the smaller cat of nines, which was uh the 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 pussy whip. Yeah, right. So when someone says you're pussy whipped. Oh, it's from that? Yeah. I would
2: it. if I was gonna get whipped, I'd request the pussy whip. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Can
4: I have the smaller? Yeah. Right. Two? It's uh it's just about reputation at that point. That's why you're not gonna have a town named after you, all right? You take the
2: big... <laughs> Whenever I've had to get like an IV, I'm like, is there a child's one
3: that it's... we could use? <laughs> you know? They literally right. call it the butterfly sample size.
4: I think that's just logical. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's this, a happy, uh, happy meal size would be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good one here for you. This is uh, the Battle of Brandywine, which takes place, oddly enough, September 11th, my birthday, hmm. 1777, not the year I was born, um, in Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. You're in Pennsylvania now, Redcoats. And old M- Matt Anthony Wayne, he's not really going to like yeah. that because he's- He's from PA, dude, and they got some weird pride, all right? They're, they got uh, some hoagies. They sure do. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. Not much else other than that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Cheese kidding, steak. Kidding. Yeah. That's
2: it's Yeah, it's
4: <laughs> 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 the, uh, There was a third one, too. I forget what it was. Uh, we went there. Uh, I'll,
1: yes. get, I'll get Davy Bowe on the show, too.
2: Someone recently from Philadelphia was like, it's not Geno's or Pat's. It's this third one, and uh, I forget what it was, too. I'll have to find it. Man. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but, and in jersey, guys, I'll tell you it's a tavern- uh, in Jersey, that serves the best cheese stick. But anyhow, mm-hmm. we we digress. But anyhow, <laughs> they're in in Anthony Wayne's backyard now. Basically, I mean that's in the territory that he was born and raised in. So mm-hmm. he's he's fighting for the for the home crowd right now. And you should always have the advantage when you're the locals. That's kind of the thing about
4: uh, you know military in general. But mm-hmm. that's why it's so impressive when an invading force can come in and do something here. And that is what British General Howe, as he sleekly advances his army towards Philly in hopes of capturing Philadelphia, all right? Uh, The troops wind up uh, making their initial move from, get this, Jersey reference, all right? Sorry, Pat Dowden. I know you're hearing this at home, but uh, Sandy Hook,
3: Mm. literally
4: Sandy Hook, so just a couple of minutes away from the studio right here Mm -hmm. is where they initially come in. They then go into New York where they pretty much, I mean, they were running New York. The British were essentially running New York for majority of the war and Phillies is kind of a gem. Where it's uh, one of the most important cities, I guess would it be considered the capital? At the time? Was,
1: well, Philadelphia was the uh, the biggest city at, at the time. I mean, New York huge was- huge port city, right? A lot of it was also there where too. the Continental Congress was meeting and everything else, and that's where they those these uh, scoundrels declared their independence from the king. So to capture Philadelphia, you're you're sending a message. And oh, yeah. warfare at that time, if you capture somebody's capital, it's game over. You know, that's it. You're done. The, um, this Continental Army. They do a poor job of scouting, though.
4: All right. They do a poor job of scouting. And the outcome is the largest scale battle in the entire American Revolution. I did not know that. I was not aware that this was the biggest, uh, two largest forces fighting each other in the entire American Revolution. Uh, Kerr, give you a wild guess. How long do you think the battle took?
5: I know the answer because I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to guess. You just guess right. Uh, three, hours? Your-
4: three hours. Three
1: hours? That's what it, this says. Eleven hours. Yeah, the battle the all day. Happened. It was an all day affair, but Ooh, okay. uh, old Anthony Wayne was involved heavy duty for. I was going to say thirty seven minutes. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. When you see some of these weird skirmishes, like you were talking about
4: earlier, it can just be like, oh yeah, it's about fifteen minutes of uh, firing, you know, muskets at each other. A little harsh language, and then they just moved on with their day. <laughs> <laughs> um, this eleven hour battle is a stiff, stiff contest. The Americans are slugging it out with the British until finally. Old G-Dubs, all right? He's not the father of the nation just yet, but General Washington is forced to retreat. Now, during the retreat, the right flank begins to falter and G-Dubs goes, hey, the, the only guy that ever pulls this thing off right is Matt Anthony Wayne. Tag mm. him in. Tag him in, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they
2: do the whole thing where they crawl to the corner. That's- <laughs> they jump and they do it. And they yeah. just to fill up the tension.
3: <laughs>
4: Man. Oh yeah, it's,
2: it's road warrior
3: animal. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he comes in, cleans house, gives him the people's elbow. Oh, it's, uh, it pretty much is. Now that's another thing. He could have been a great pro wrestler named Mad yeah. Anthony. Mad Anthony. That's mad What a maneuver! Can Who I ask
2: the... you a dumb question? Of course. Are these battles basically like there's a there's two sides and everyone's got their weapons and they go in and they they come at each other and they basically when one side is like really really overcoming the other, the other side. Has to basically decide to retreat and that's kind of losing. Is that
4: it? Yeah, so like a pitched battle where they're Mm going to face each other and just stand on a field of battle, it's Let's be as organized as we can until right. one of the other groups makes us so unorganized we got to get out of there. Right. Well, let's get out of there as organized as we can. Yeah. Okay.
1: Basically, it's uh, two armies are facing one another. Uh, right. Typically European style on a field, and if you retreat from the field, you, you're tagged as right the loser. Right. If you retreated off the field, the battle.
2: So when you want to take, when you say you take a capital, that takes place at the capital, at the capital of whatever area it is, and then the people there retreat, and you like, how do they say we took the capital?
4: Um, a gen- Honestly, good question, because that's a big military presence. Yeah. Like, Kerry, uh, in January, when you were storming the Capitol building, what, um, <laughs> what was your – You're
5: not supposed to tell them.
4: You're out now. Good now behavior. i got to hide again. Uh.
1: So much for witness protection. Right. <laughs> so if you
4: could take the city, it would just be that the city fell into British hands. So it okay. uh, happens similar. So then it's an occupying force. Right. So now the people that are living there, it's crazy too, because a town like Philly had a lot of loyalists. So there was a lot of people like, oh, maybe the British will get here. That'll be good for us. So you not right. put okay. much of a resistance. And then there's Boston, crazy ass Boston, where yep. they're just- <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, they're playing dropkick Murphys. They're wearing Pat's jerseys. <laughs> right, right, right. Sam yeah. Adams. Right. Fuck out of <laughs> here. <Yeah>, pretty much.
2: <laughs> is it kind of like in Dark Knight Rises when they take the city, when Bane takes the yes, city and there's exactly. like a new police presence and they take over the courts? Absolutely. Over, that's yeah. what I'm
4: thinking of, right? And uh, the, the key is, though, is that when the people know that the city's going to fall, right. a lot of people get the hell out of Dodge. Of course, yeah. So you got to try to keep Philly in your hands here because uh, Boston's being occupied here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington just gets the shit kicked out of them in New York City. City. So all the major port cities, we're not doing great, right? We're
0: right. really
4: not doing well here. Uh, the fact that Matt Anthony Wayne is our one of our most popular generals at this point because he just retreats well. You know, <laughs> it's not a great thing. It's a it, it's a special teams uh, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's it's not a.
1: Um, like you said on the battle like whoever retreats from the right. field of battle it's not like run away and save save your ass right. at least anthony wayne is is fighting while he's retreating kind yeah, of a thing right. and that gives the rest of the army a time to Get to the, save get themselves, the, save bit. themselves, and fight another day, kind of a thing. Right. But okay. Had had his men, had Anthony Wayne and his men done the, the skedaddle and tried to save their own asses as quickly as possible, you right. know, r- run for your lives, kind of a thing. Uh, the whole army probably would have been overtaken and game over. You know, the right. End of the end of the, war, end of the Revolutionary War, but right. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he he. He went down swinging, kind of a thing. He <laughs> left the field swinging. He was still punching while he was, you know, walking backwards, kind of a thing.
2: I would want to be on the side that's kind of like like the Mighty Ducks version where we come up with all these crazy ideas like you're going to dress up like an old lady and go past them and then come from behind. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, you're
0: going to cross the street and block the road and, I'll, and we'll hold traffic while you yeah. rob the back of the truck.
4: Like the Bash Brothers are two of Kahuna over here. <laughs> you know what I've never understood? I've never understood this ever is that in a pitched battle- they're both armies are standing there. Kerry, you, we played enough Civil War and Revolutionary War stuff in the background. I always thought this was going to be the move. If you can hear when the commander is about to announce fire, right? At the ready and then get ready to say fire. is You say, you look at your eyes. When they say fire, you guys just all duck. Because yeah. <laughs> it's one shot. That's all he has. One shot. And it takes about, uh, what was it? I think the stat we found was a rifleman worth his weight um, on the battlefield could fire three well aimed shots out of a musket right in, in a minute i think it was a minute right
2: like consistently and keep and keep uh like pushing it in and doing that whole yeah. thing right right
4: reload you yeah, can do that three times in 1 minute now wow. if you're that that's if you're you know if you're not getting uh, somebody on horseback coming at you with a cleaver you know <laughs> yeah. so, you get, so you get
2: 19 seconds between each one to kind of try to take this guy out is what you're saying right uh, yeah and that's you also right. have
4: to listen to commands too and then right. the continentals you have some professionally trained soldiers yeah now the most proper soldiers too by the way i think and this leads into um who uh mad anthony wayne's going up against his mm-hmm. counterpart in this rear action guard over at the, the battle of Brandywine. yeah is uh how's this for a name cahoons you know he's not truly a villain Okay, but I think it's a pretty good villain name if you needed one. He is a Hessian general, so you, Dad, you would agree with me, right? The yeah. Hessians
1: are the—they were the best troops. Well, they were mercenaries. I mean, they were hired by the British Army to go over to the, the American colonies and and fight for them. So they're 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 hired guns. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the, These the, are Hessians, the Germans, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were hi- hired guns, and um, they were a professionally trained and equipped army where the American Continentals were. Really, just a bunch of ragtags. Farmers, but, blacksmiths, yeah. a couple of guys that were in a tavern one night, and Shop Sam Peabers, Adams is right. talking a good game speech. Right. <laughs> they <laughs> kind of
4: sound, they
2: do sound like the Mighty Duck side, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it, it's a ragtag, it was, it was the Sandlot. Yeah. Definitely. The Sandlot yeah. gotcha. kids versus like the real city team. You right. know what I mean? They made their own jerseys at home. They're pressing <laughs> them. <laughs> right? I like that. I, I actually know. like that
3: quite a bit. Great Hambino. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs>
4: oh, So now our resident ass kicker of uh, Matt Anthony Wayne, he's got to go up against uh, the Hessian general here at this Battle of Brandywine during this retreat. And um, I thought this was a pretty great name. General Wilhelm von Nippenhausen. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty good nickname. (laughs) Legit name, rather. But uh, Matt Anthony possibly saves the entire Continental Army. With his bold Caesar-like moves on that day. Uh, G-Dubs himself, George Washington, is actually almost captured by the British at this moment. Mm. You want to talk about ending the rev- the revolution's over. Right. All right. The guy who winds up saving him, lose reception, Casimir Pulaski. The guy we named the-, the-
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Pulaski Skyway in you Jersey. Well, okay. he's named after- uh- Out
0: of all the people- I did not think he would come back into this story.
4: Oh, into he this, did. Into this film. Well,
1: they're, all, they're all rubbing elbows with one another at this so point. So this is what
4: an international affair really was. Pulaski is a Polish um, castaway, if you will, because uh, there was a revolution in Poland and he his side didn't come out victorious. Mm. Um, so he winds up just becoming a soldier for hire, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Polish soldier is saving George Washington from a Hessian general that's
1: fighting for the British. <laughs> Yeah, and all. yeah, it's a it's a world war really that uh, everybody's getting involved with this whole. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like Kerry's yeah. uh, ancestry report. Every country is.
4: <laughs> My sister's adopted. She's very diverse. World War Mishmash. Point Five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Pulaski winds up pulling that off here during this organized uh, retreat. Though a couple of days later, this this gets a little fucked up. Or this is probably the big tarnish on Man Anthony Wayne's military career. There's a British general by the name of Grey. Okay. And uh, Kerry, you know what I'm talking about here. Well, we're Gray's about to anatomy. That's <laughs> well, he, he does 50 a little shades cut. Shades of gray. And, Oof, <laughs> Oof, just as upsetting. You should see this guy. No, no, thank you. <laughs> 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 well, he's going to perpetrate what my dad mentioned earlier. He's not it, so bad. This, <laughs> oh, you got a picture of it? I do. Oh, I like the eyebrows. Jeez, right. it yeah. looks like Jerry Seinfeld. It's a Seinfeld meets Scorsese, <laughs> right? A, what's the deal with the Italian yeah, law? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, during this retreat that they pull off, um, Mad Anthony Wayne thinks that the the British don't know where he is, so he actually sets up a camp relatively mm-hmm. close to their line, thinking that we're far enough away, nothing bad's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, what did you say earlier, Dad? If it goes well for you, it's a battle and a victory. If it goes bad for you, it's a massacre. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we about to talk about?
1: Well, th- th- he, Matt Anthony has got his guys camped out right near his hometown. So he's in, he's in his own backyard kind of a thing. And the British are around in the area. And they're, both sides are kind of looking for one another because intelligence reports were, were huge on this. To know, to know where your enemy's at is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes way back. Um, but this guy, Gray, um, through British intelligence, finds out that you know the Americans are camped out nearby and orders this attack on uh, Anthony Wayne's troops. But he goes in. Do you want me to get into that part of it? or uh- Go for it. I mean, it, it this truly could have
4: its own episode just in terms of content. But I do want to just mention it quickly because there, there's a revenge factor that comes in later. Right, so we're right. talking about what is known as the Paoli
1: Massacre. The Paoli Massacre. Mm. And, and – um, this guy, this British General Gray, or no, he wasn't a general, but this uh, British- um, Officer. Officer Gray orders an attack on Anthony Wayne's troops, but he orders them to take the flints out of their muskets, so they're not going to be shooting at, at these guys. It's going to be a surprise attack, and the British were famous for their bayonets.
2: Love stuff like this, Mighty Ducks, that's You're what right? I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so they're <laughs> yeah. going in
1: with bayonets, and if somebody shoots at you- they're there's they're the bad guys because all our guys are not firing a shot. We're going at with the with the, with the bayonets. And that whole thing about how many shots you could get off in a minute. If somebody's charging at you, right, and that musket is only good for maybe a hundred yards. Right. And you can only get three shots off and somebody's running at you from maybe a hundred yards away, uh, you're not gonna get too many shots or too many chances. At. And right. this guy's charging at you with the bayonet. Oh, shit. I mean, you know. Exactly. And, and the American side, they really don't have bayonets. They, they, a lot of these guys were just armed with whatever musket they bought from home and exactly. took down off the fireplace. And, I, I love this. You know. He's like, let's sneak
2: in and piss in their hats. Like,
4: <laughs>
3: it's the <just like> crazy-
1: <laughs> <laughs> <gonna laughs> And it's the other thing, too, is that
4: it's quiet and it's brutal. And so it's So they're um,
5: ninjas before ninjas were a thing. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. They just
1: predate the revolution, Kerry. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, they took from the ninjas.
2: They shared with the ninjas. It, it's the a ninja-like ninjas. move. It's actually well, it's a
1: stealthy move. It's it's, it's a surprise totally. attack, sneak attack, that. and you're you're going in stealthy. Um, you're not, you know, charging. you were charging them, but not with firing muskets. You're coming in, and you're gonna. So if you hear a gunshot, that's gonna get a, a
4: response, right? That's gonna set people off right here. But if you're just hearing like some commotion, where you're like, oh, who's cheating at cards? You know, right. um, <laughs> th- these these Americans are getting gutted. Yeah. yeah, so the bayonets are coming at him, and the bayonets back in the day—I don't know if you ever saw a bayonet, Chuck. Mm-hmm. They're pretty they're gnarly. Yeah. Well, these ones—the British ones that they would use—were actually triangle shaped, um, and if you got a bayonet wound because it was triangle shaped, um, you couldn't sew that up. Yeah. So you were going to bleed out pretty much. A bayonet wound was pretty much—it was over. Wow. Most people did not recover. So, pretty brutal over here. It's not a great look for him. Uh, and like we said, uh, Mad Anthony's Wayne, uh, Mad Anthony's boys—they're kind of caught off guard a little bit here. They're getting gutted by a brilliant but cowardly move by this uh, officer, uh, uh, Gray, who becomes known as – they started calling him General Flint Mm. because he didn't use the flint on that. So it was kind of like a pejorative where they were saying like, hey, if it isn't, uh, you know, uh, so-and-so pissed his pants, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) That's a, hey, cheap shot Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? (laughs) But uh, after surviving the Battle of Paoli, as the British call it, or the Massacre at Paoli, as the Americans called it, Matt Anthony is next engaged in combat. At the Battle of Germantown, all right, during this fight, Matt Anthony's boys charged forward aggressively with their bayonets attached and took what is described as ample revenge for the actions of the Paoli Massacre. (laughs) Unfortunately, a recurring theme here, this battle also ends in a continental retreat where it's also guarded yet again on its way out. Hey, we're leaving. Can you make sure that no one like throws anything yeah, right. at us on the way out? So he's like security. He's almost like uh, like Liam Neeson just trying to get uh, you know, the hot chick back into the car and taken. like, get out of here. I got this. <laughs> yeah. You know? So um, we hear retreat and assume it's tucking your tail between your legs and running. According to Matt Anthony Wayne and his boys from what they did, it's a cross between Black Hawk Down, Delta Force... And uh when the marines escape the nest in aliens mm-hmm. it's it's a combat <laughs> retreat
1: right. right It's a fighting retreat it's not a not a skedaddle, run yeah. you know, run and save your save your ass not right. at all uh Kerry Burke wayne's going to take part in a it's a
4: very boring thing. But he's actually going to go uh he's he's got it's winter you can't fight in the winter right now
1: you, where do they wind up
5: valley forge
1: valley forge mm. what, did we a vacation? Yep. Pennsylvania, and the reason why they're in Pennsylvania and Valley Forge is because the British took over
4: Philadelphia. So, yeah, the Philly are- has fallen. Yeah. Uh, Benedict Arnold's getting lured away by uh, probably the hot heiress, Paris Hilton type chick mm-hmm. of that town, Peggy Shippen. <laughs> she must have
1: been so hot. Yeah, well, the, the British are in Philadelphia, so Benedict Arnold isn't in Philadelphia just yet. They they got to leave Philadelphia before Benny Arnold comes in there and gets gets involved with Peggy Shippen, another loserception era. Right? It is, but. Uh, you know the continental congress demanded that washington stay as close to philly as you possibly could because uh, that's the only saving factor that they have right now yeah, so they, don't
4: give up philly in total try to yeah. keep a little bit of it. you know some dignity left here um we went to valley forge for a family vacation once
5: uh it wasn't a vacation that was a winter break and mom and dad were like hey want to do something fun
4: (laughs) i actually had a pretty good time over at valley forge but i do remember showing up and i love a good battlefield like i would get crazy about battlefields, and then the gift shops at the end you can buy bullets and stuff like that i mean i was a history john honest to god I'm lucky. My parents are old school. I think my sister will agree with this one. I probably in, in another. If I was growing up today, and I had this that the the interests I had back then, probably probably heavily medicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably seeing a therapist on the regular. <laughs> but, you'd be uh, in the class or
0: with you'd be in the classes with the the smaller uh, student sizes. You would be just in the the tiny rooms on the short bus. Maybe yeah. <laughs> came,
1: to, <laughs> came to school on the short
4: bus. It's uh yeah. It, there was definitely some cause for concern at times, but. Uh, this uh, winter at Valley Forge here, it's, uh, it's not too, too exciting, but it's crucial because um, the guys have to survive the winter. You have to keep the army together. That's when Washington really – people are starting to realize what a powerful figure he was that even though the men – there are people abandoning and, mm-hmm. and bouncing, but he's able to keep and persevere for another day. And there's that great um, image of him praying at uh, Valley Forge. Right. And that's like – that's a big fucking deal. Um, Wayne does take part in that winter. He gets through it with the boys and he will then lead an attack. In the Battle of Mammoth. Mm. Yeah, that's right, Pat Dowden. We're back in Jersey. You hear that? You hear that, Stuart Crichton? I think I'm saying it <laughs> right. Crichton, <laughs> really another great guy, diehard listener of the show, man. Um, and we have another loserception. Okay, we have another loserception here. It's the Battle of Mammoth, which, by the way, most famous part of the Battle of Mammoth. I don't know if you know this story. Uh, Molly Pitcher. Yeah, yeah. I, I know,
2: I, I know the name.
4: Yeah. So her her husband is firing a cannon for the uh the, the Americans, and he goes down, and uh so this uh this chick comes in there and just goes, well, I mean, hey, I'm not gonna just leave this cannon, so she starts firing the cannon back. <laughs> yeah. uh, and gets taken over for her yeah. husband. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, a total badass chick, American hero. And how do Hell we yeah. reward her? A Rest area off a of ninety five. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Actually, yeah. they renamed it, I think.
4: Oh, no, not Bon Jovi.
5: Yeah. It <laughs> bon Jovi one. No, it was uh, Cheesequake. That I, <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, I missed – I love Cheesequake. I love that name, but – Cheesequake was great, you know? Is, is, that, that, is that like a, a location, Cheesequake? Yes, there's a uh, park. That's by where you live, Kerr. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, okay.
5: there's Cheesequake Farms. There's a Cheesequake – is it a park?
4: Now, I believe it's like hiking trails and shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Cheesequake sounds like a competitive eater. <laughs> 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 and Another
3: in this great. corner. <laughs>
1: cheesequake. Instead of hot dogs, we're doing cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oof. That sounds pretty good. And uh, uh cheesequake, that was just root uh, a lot of roots in Philly for that one too, actually. Um there's a lot of Molly Pitcher stuff around, though, more than just the rest stop. I, like, there's yeah, the, the Molly Pitcher Inn. inn yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's that. Um, Molly Hatchet. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, she's a pretty cool character, so I don't want to yeah. burn too much of her story because I want to do an episode on her where I can follow cool, what happened cool. to her after and stuff like that. That's cool. I love that. Oh, she's a great story, man. Um, but this Battle of Monmouth mm-hmm. that's going on here in Jersey, you can go visit this place. It's only a couple of minutes away. Battle of Freehold is the other name of it. Um, but There's also uh,
5: an orchard there that makes really good pies. Oh, Delicious cool. orchards? You're welcome. <laughs> no, It's uh, battlefield orchards. Oh, yeah. for real? Let's oh, cool. That's yeah, yeah, for cool.
1: real. Yeah, yeah. Let's contact them about getting a donation. And the Battle of show. Monmouth was important too because while they were suffering big time at Valley Forge, there was another immigrant that came over to help out train Washington's troops I mean, and Baron von Steuben. So now they're- they're more of a trained army than they were going into Valley Forge. Oh yeah, Forge. you got Marquis mm-hmm. de so Lafayette's coming out, popping around too. Yeah, so they're coming out of uh, Valley Forge in the springtime. And now the British are, are leaving Philadelphia and trying to get back to New York. And was Matt Anthony's insistence to George Washington, hey, we got to attack these assholes while they're trying to get back to New York. So, I mean, they're, they're stretched out across New Jersey. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to, uh, to attack. Unfortunately, there was a lot of naysayers to that. <laughs> that. Anthony Wayne, he was an ass kicker. So I mean, here's an opportunity that we can uh, we can hurt these guys while they're while they're going back to New York, um, and General Charles Lee, um, the douchebag of the American <laughs> Revolution, lose yeah. reception,
4: lose reception.
1: He was an American. Then he gets captured because he was you know fooling around with some bimbo uh, earlier in the war. He gets captured by the British. He's taken back to New York. A lot of people feel that he turned while he was in um British um prison, if you will. Well, it wasn't a prison. It was a I think a three three uh three room apartment or something. But anyhow, uh it's it's a vague a lot of vague mm-hmm. things are going on right here and charles lee there's some suspicion that he's already turned that he's really working for the british but now he's back on the american side mm. uh so he's got a lot of uh a lot of s- suspicions f- about him but uh, washington puts him in charge of the battle of uh, of monmouth and anthony wayne was going to be the spearhead of that battle yep his line winds up getting uh, pretty much abandoned
4: over here the line collapses because Wayne gets abandoned by, again, Charles Lee, the douchebag of the revolution. All right. Go ahead and check that one out. It's uh, on the, the back catalog. Um, couple worth, uh, there's a few things here that are worth pointing out.
1: Now that is a title though, Kev, I got to stop you. The I Douchebag mean, of the Charles Revol- Lee, the Douchebag of the Revolution. Mm-hmm. That's what we titled yeah. the episode. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I know.
2: Is it because he's like a, just a turncoat in general?
4: Well, yeah, and he's also um, drunk at a whorehouse when he's supposed to be, uh, you know, actually preparing the the battle. I'm a Charles, <laughs> it
2: sounds like a Charles.
4: That's yeah. <laughs> Good old Chuck. Um, this one's pretty interesting though. Uh, Wayne still holds the line, so he's pretty much being betrayed here by the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne will hold the line and keep his boys in the fight. And then after they get reinforced, uh, he's able to actually advance onto the battlefield. So this is supposed to have gone to shit already, mm-hmm. but Matt Anthony Wayne's just that kind of a dude because we're getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. So um, during this actual advance in the battlefield, there's a, a little bit of a story, maybe a, a little bit of a legend kind of a thing that kind of develops here. Mm-hmm. A guy by the name of Henry Moncton. The vice count of Galway, you see. The British vice nobleman. <laughs> yes, the vice count. He's a, a member of the aristocracy. He's certainly of, of royal lineage. He's the vice count of Galway and a uh, formidable colonel of the British grenadiers that had fought Wayne at the Battle of Brandywine in Germantown. So these guys are familiar with each other. Um, they actually find his body. It's I uh, think I can hear that. Um, <laughs> um they actually find Moncton's body uh, on the battlefield at uh, Monmouth. And there's a rumor that starts to come out there. And they said, hey, who's the last guy that we saw Moncton around? And they said, oh, I'm pretty sure that was uh, Mad Anthony Wayne just straight up killed him.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt Anthony Wayne killed <laughs> him in hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat <laughs> yeah, so, uh, against the British and – the, and the British Grenadiers, they were, they were the badasses of the, of the oh, British yeah, that, Army. That, so he was a badass yeah. guy
4: too. But you know what Matt Anthony Wayne said? This was what was heard on the battlefield
1: when the two of them got into
4: it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Mad Anthony Wayne. Just getting shit done, man. If you don't think he's a legend already, wait till you hear what this fucker did at the Battle of Stony Point. You want to stab my men with bayonets at night in a silent slaughter? Well, payback's a bitch, baby. Mad Anthony Wayne will get full revenge for Paoli on the unsuspecting British in a 30-minute long... SEAL Team 6 style raid that results in Wayne capturing a fortification on the Hudson River, taking over 550 Redcoats prisoner with minimal American casualties. Wayne gets wounded in the scout by a musket ball that grazed him and he still fights on. Okay, guys literally bleeding out of his face just coming. It is there's some stone cold Steve Austin to
1: him. It's pretty For great. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, hide your steel chairs." Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, Zamboni. He said. "General, you were shot in the head." <laughs> eh, "It's just a flesh wound."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tis but a <the> scratch.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he is uh he is just kicking ass over here, man. His actions that day are commemorated by a painting that is in the ceiling of uh the Senate room in Washington D.C. Wayne is able to put down a mutiny that nearly costs the colonists the revolution. Shortly thereafter, it's like the worst mutiny of the entire revolution. Mm. But everybody was like, "It's Matt Anthony Wayne's. He's going to come here and talk to you guys, make you an offer you can't refuse, kind mm-hmm. of thing." He puts down this really bad mutiny, saves the re- pretty much continues the Revolutionary War because of that. Uh, his heroism, his reputation, allowed him to do so while maintaining the cause. Now, as a, a nice. French fella who's helping us out here, who also has a school in Wayne, New Jersey named after him, Lafayette Elementary School. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where we grew up is known as the Crossroads of the Revolution. It's pretty cool. Oh, that is um, cool. Yeah, I got it, it was very fun that way. We, in fact, in middle school, we used to – our like theme name for George Washington in middle school was uh, – we were the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. That's that's been changed because it's uh there were some gender issues with that one so now they're uh, the uh, minute people yeah that's uh, <laughs> do it <laughs> they're in the a minute. really I mean, <laughs> shitty village <laughs> people cover it, band it, everyone's <laughs> just going to be warriors at the end of the day that's what every name's going to turn into oh it's the warriors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come out and play <laughs> but uh, Marquis de Lafayette is beginning to engage with General Cornwallis that's an important name a lot of people know here mm-hmm. but uh, Wayne's going to pull off one of his most impressive battlefield maneuvers. At the Battle of Green Spring, surrounded and outnumbered, Mad Anthony Wayne digs deep into the Julius Caesar playbook and uh, orders his legions. We're going to call them legions for yeah, this one. Right. Fix your bayonets. We're surrounded. The only way out is through. And just takes the boys, and they just plow right through the fucking British lines. It's yeah. <laughs> you know what we're going to do? Uh, instead of we can either surrender. Or uh, we can get extra aggressive, and they went full-on, like, feral yeah. animal Wolverine rage style. Um, it should have resulted in their total annihilation, but Matt Anthony and the boys break free. Josie Wells, That's sometimes a- <laughs> you got to get mad dog mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, he orders a uh, fixed bayonets and attack until they were able to break out the uh, their encirclement and, and break free rather than surrender. He attacks and uh, saves saves the day, if you will.
4: Pretty ballsy. It was like Kerry had this great move. Anytime me and her were fighting or something like that, you know, this is what it was always it was Carrie's.
5: Other than gouging your eyes out. No,
4: <laughs> we'd be fighting and Carrie would Carrie would get a couple of shots in on me and then I'd get a shot. This is when we were younger too, by the way. I'm and talking then like thirty. run to mom <laughs> and
5: Kevin hurt me.
4: It was, but that would be her great move. Carrie's Carrie's press her nuclear codes were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: uh, but uh, now as the war is beginning to end, okay, because it's scaling down right now. As soon as you hear the name Cornwallis, you know, Marquis de Lafayette's getting involved here. There's the Yorktown campaign. Matt Anthony is again wounded in battle via a musket wound to the leg. Um, kind of cool story here. Uh, what do you think he did with the musket ball cahoons?
0: You put it in a pickle jar.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's inside baseball for that's those who've no, heard our no, devil. Dan. That's Dan
1: Sickles. Yeah. But, uh. No, um,
4: he. Uh, like, all right. Let me ask you this, Chuck. If you got shot, um, what would you do with the bullet?
2: You'd what would I do it. with the bullet? Right. You mean like after I dug it out or what?
4: Well. That's the, that's what I'm wondering. So Matt Anthony Wayne just left it in. Really? Yep, never yeah. took the musket ball out. He just goes, I'll walk that shit off. <laughs> That's right. Take a lap. I'm East Coast, baby. You'll be all right. Well, Damn. just
5: don't go near an X-ray or the MRI machine. That's, That's right. You know,
4: yeah, <laughs> tough getting <laughs> on the airport. Yeah, right. Don't uh, go near any magnets. And yeah. You're good. TSA nightmare, but mm-hmm. yeah. So he uh, he gets shot at this battle now, and then just leaves that in. Um, he's going to keep him with him the rest of his life. Now, post British retreat, there was some concern. Uh, uh, not retreat, I should say. Post British surrender, there's some concern. That the Native Americans that had been aligned with the British, that were helping them and aiding them just as we had Native Americans that were on our side. Again, really truly an international affair. It's a lot like Star Wars where it's uh, the different um, mm-hmm. species and planets and stuff like that. But they're all kind of falling into rebels or you know, empire kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But there's some fear that the natives that are loyal to the British are not going to respect the end of the war as it's being signed by the British. Right? So you got to send somebody down there. So who's going to go down? The devil went down to Georgia. Mad Anthony Wayne followed him. All right. <laughs> He's going to have to go down there to Georgia. He's going to barter a truce and the dude locks down a full on treaty. That's what they were looking for. And he, he gets a complete agreement here. And everybody's like, uh, you know, let's not fuck with that guy. He's got a musket ball in his leg. He's got a scar in his head. And they, they keep calling him mad. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I, I think that translates in any language. There's but.
2: a trail of dented steel chairs. A- <laughs> <when you're-
4: laughs> Perfect. Uh, Now, his reward for this, his reward for this, for his great service here, American ass kicker, uh, his reward is a rice farm in Georgia. They give him a rice farm. Uh, And this will effectively, bullets can't hurt this guy. This rice farm pretty much ruins his life.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah. The The
1: (laughs) The rice farm was owned previously by a British loyalist. Yeah. So now that the Americans won the American Revolutionary War, right. they award what used to be this loyalist property to Mad Anthony. Hey, thanks for your service to your country and uh, here's a nice rice farm. Of course, so the thing was total a, a, a shit show. It was completely demolished at that point. So they're giving him something that really – let's say it was a fixer-upper in real yeah. estate <laughs> right. terms. A and, bit of a money pit one might yeah. say. And that pretty much uh, wipes wipes him out
4: financially, right? Well, the farm's very expensive. And uh, Wayne also with this uh, property comes some slaves, okay? Mm. So he's got slaves now. And the problem is there's these weird rumors going around town because uh, man Anthony Wayne, apparently he's doing some weird stuff with the slaves, like really weird stuff, okay? Like uh, referring to them as workers and not beating them, <laughs> you know? And everybody in Georgia is like, excuse me? What did what You just call your workers – you call your slaves workers? You don't even hit them at all? (laughs) No, because apparently when he was traveling down south, he was actually horrified at the shit he was seeing. For sure. And there was an officer in the military. Actually, uh, Don McCleary, he's a – I don't know if he's a, a Patreon member yet, but one of my old lieutenant commanders. He had a great point where he was talking about how lazy the agricultural south was compared to the farmers up in Pennsylvania. He goes, yeah, it's like one family. One family of like 10 kids, you know, is one Amish family can outwork an entire like, you know, uh, plantation in the South because it's just the people doing the work themselves. Meanwhile, everybody's, oh, well, I just sit here and drink mint juleps while we let the help do that. Yeah, you know? right, right. But uh, Matt Anthony Wayne is treating these, uh, you know, his workers very well. He's hanging out with them a little bit too much, they're saying too. Um, he's a little too laid back and uh, the farm's going to go bankrupt. His wife winds up leaving him after rumors that he's cheating on her, mm. which are probably true. Yeah, she's,
1: she's back in, uh, in Pensy, and he's down in Georgia trying to run this rice farm. Oh, so. uh,
4: southern chicks. They'll yeah. ruin you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <That's a laughs> um, but uh,
4: he also spends a lot of his nights, as, uh, as have I, um, doing – I started comedy down in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, the fun town to go drink and do comedy in was Savannah, Georgia. Mm. And man, Anthony Wayne finds himself down there a little too often. He's out there boozing it up. I mean, after all, he's a war hero, right? He's got this rice farm. He'll figure it out.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Nope. Uh, The rice farm almost ruins his life completely. He's pretty much bankrupt at this point. His wife left him. It's not going great. So what do you do when you lose everything?
0: Start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if uh if i had that's only because i didn't have a degree okay if i had a degree i would have gone into politics like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a reasonable person
4: oh yeah that's so funny um he winds up getting into uh back into politics if you will this also does not go well for the american hero though he winds up uh they unseat they don't unseat him because he doesn't do anything wrong but believe it or not there was voter fraud. I'm wow.
1: Sure. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me. No, no, that can't be. Kevin. No, Facebook will verify that
4: there was no <laughs> voter Fake <laughs> <laughs> news. <But So.
5: laughs>
4: it's why That's the whole thing. We always say on the show, we're not a political show at all. But when people are like, there's no, uh, there's never been voter fraud. And I was like, we, the first episode of this show was about <laughs> Grover Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. You know, he got completely screwed over. But uh, he winds up, there's a little bit of voter fraud going on here. Um, His reputation's in the shitter. Mm. The finances are in distress. But old G-Dubs, if you had to have a friend, if you had to pick a founding father to be friends with, Ben Franklin's the guy you want to party with, all right? Thomas Jefferson's probably a pretty good guy to talk to, have some late night conversations with. But old G-Dubs, that guy has your back. It's been covered every time. Oh, yeah. G-Dubs is the man. That's the guy you want to be friends with. Very, very loyal to his friends. And he remembers all that Matt Anthony did and uh, he truly, all this guy needs, I got an ass kicker and there's no asses left to kick. He sold <laughs> right. everything with the Native Americans. He's all out bubble gum. Yep, a lot of bubblegum. Yep. Great reference. <laughs> so we got to get this guy back in the fight here. And this is where the story goes off the fucking rails, Kahuna. I was reading this and I could, because Kahuna's got a great memory, he's been with us for the start. We're uh, over three years, we've been doing this show together. And uh, this one gets crazy fast. All right. So they're going to bring him in. They're going to make Matt Anthony Wayne the senior officer of the United States Army to handle the first of the many troublesome Indian wars that are going on. The man that he replaces in that position is loserception Arthur St. Clair. You guys might know or remember why G-Dubs isn't so hot on Arthur St. Clair anymore because Arthur St. Clair suffered the worst military defeat in American history known as the Battle of Wabash or St. Clair's defeat. So... The first time we really got everybody together to try to fight the Native Americans, uh, you know, like the – we, 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 we got, got our asses handed was, to
0: us. Yeah,
1: yeah, we certainly did. St. Clair went in there without uh, any kind of uh, training or preparation and just got his ass kicked. It did not go well
4: for us.
3: <laughs>
4: but it is so, so bad that they get rid of him, Okay. And let me put in Matt Anthony. All right, Matt Anthony, this guy can get some shit done out here. American ass kickers back in action. Cue up the kid rock music, right? (laughs) Um, He's coming in and he's handling business rather well. All right. Weird thing is though, his second in command is always borderline kissing his ass in public, right? But then behind his back is always like putting him down to people and stuff like that. Uh, He's writing anonymous letters, saying mad anthony wayne's a buffoon he's he has no business doing this i have no and even worse this guy has some like business interests that are supplying the army mm. and he goes oh hey um mad anthony wayne he just ordered like a hundred you know sacks of uh flour or something um let's make it like 50 just give him 50 you know what i mean so this guy's double dipping on that thing screwing over the supply lines now well, and then having the audacity that's like talk out loud and be like, can not believe what a jerk off this man? Like he's sabotaging. This is his second in command that's doing this. All right? It's brutal. Secretly behind his back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Writing anonymous letters, sending them to George Washington saying, hey, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, written from anonymous, Matt Anthony Wayne, he's just like a real jerk. Any
0: particular reason? Um, Well-
1: Maybe when I figure we're gonna find out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There are some people who just like to watch the world burn. So I just was figuring (laughs) more Dark
4: Knight. That's true. I think you'll appreciate this, Kahuna. The guy's also, um, like we said, he's fucking around with the supply chain. He's constantly criticizing things. He's uh, he's sabotaging from within. It could be that he seems to have some dealings with the British as some sort of an inside man that maybe they're helping supply him because now the Native Americans are able to get their hands on British weapons mm. in order to fight the Americans. So you, the, the war is over, but it's still continuing. Yeah, it's a sure. war by proxy now. The war
1: is over. We've we've already signed the Treaty of Paris, but and part of what now is Ohio was – given to the United States. However, the British that were there with their Indian allies weren't real hot on right. giving that whole thing up. The, the analogy so we they're, use they're, is they're we just around. got a house, but there's some squatters you're gonna have to deal right, with. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, like, we got some renters that we can't get rid of that right. you're gonna have to deal with once you're once you're out there. So Um, Well, I'm going to go ahead and reveal the identity here because
4: I'm excited for the – you do a great Kahuna impression (laughs) and um, my Kahuna impression is always, what the fuck? (laughs) And I think we might get one out of him on this one here. Turns out that second in command guy who might be kind of doing some back channel dealings with the British, also a, a legitimate on the payroll spy for Spain, Lose reception three years ago. James Wilkinson, the scoundrel of the American Revolution. No shit. Yep, the yep. absolute. He put a deeper voice. Yeah, on absolutely. <laughs>
3: wow,
1: I'm real surprised.
2: <laughs> Shocker,
0: bro.
3: <laughs> holy shit. Are you serious?
4: That's insane. Yeah.
0: So wait a minute. So wait. Okay. So this is okay. Lose reception for sure. So
4: he was. Holy shit.
0: Sorry, my brain is like uh, that. Could, that's a far back.
4: Yeah, so Saint Clair's defeat. That, that's that's how screwy it was. G Dub steps down. He was the first senior commander of the uh, the military, if you will, senior officer of the military, American military. Yeah. Um, he steps down. You wind up eventually getting to Arthur Saint Clair, who fucks up so bad that they're just like, dude, you're gone. You're out of here. All right, mm-hmm. you're fired. They bring in Mad Anthony Wayne. And now his second in command is James Wilkinson, who's legitimately a spy for Spain Mm. and one of the biggest scumbags in American history. It's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Um, That's
0: way, way back, right? It is way.
4: He was one of the first ones we ever found. and I was like, I couldn't believe the shit that I was reading about him. But uh, anyway, Wayne figures this out. All right. The founding scoundrel himself, James Wilkinson, Wayne is figuring this out. And who's going to stop him? Who's going to take this true villain, this snidely whiplash piece of shit, (laughs) all right? We had to do one cartoon reference for Cahoon's. It's in his his rider.
0: There hasn't been a Muppet reference yet, so I don't know if we're going to be able to make the quota today. (laughs) Anyway, continue.
4: So it's pretty wild. He finds out that – he goes, I I think it's going to be Wilkinson that's been writing these letters and he's screwing with the supply lines. So we're going to handle him. But Wilkinson has some powerful friends. He also is the second in command here. He does have some of his own men. In order to not have like total chaos, you have to do a formal investigation. You have to prove this to everybody. Mm -hmm. So as man, Anthony Wayne is putting that together. What happens to him care?
5: I got nothing.
1: (laughs) Neither did he.
4: He dies of a
1: stomach ulcer.
4: A
5: stomach Uh, ulcer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. While while Anthony Wayne is uh, investigating who is this, who's the turncoat? Who's the scumbag that's, uh, having all these negativity things and, and screwing up the supply lines and everything else um, while he's doing his own investigation, because Wilkinson was sending messages back to supply that, you know, cut that, cut that order in half. We don't need that much stuff. Never mind what, what the, you know, the commanding general says, cut that amount in half. Well, that was going back, I believe to Henry Knox and then Henry Knox is saying, wait, this is really strange. That's not the way Anthony, anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Anthony Wayne handled handled shit, that he always wanted to make sure that his men were well supplied, well fed, best uniforms, best weapons and everything else, that it it makes no sense. And he he reports it to George Washington and then he finally comes back to Anthony Wayne and he starts his own investigation. But unfortunately, while that investigation is going on, he develops this stomach ulcer and he's also... um, uh, Come uh, succumbs to gout, which is a you know a, a mobility Nasty. issues. Uh, right. So he's he's not he's not the ass kicker that he once was, just by ill ill health, mm-hmm. and you uh, know um, it never it was never really proven. And then James Wilkinson is actually wait 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 wait, wait. don't reveal that. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. S-
4: Man, Anthony Wayne dies. We have to kill the loser. The hero of the story is now dead, unfortunately.
0: How old is he? The ripe old age of 45? He
4: it, I'll tell you what. Uh, Kerry, can you look that up real quick if you don't mind? 1796 is the year he dies. And I'm so bad at math that I, I couldn't tell He's you anything. He's uh,
1: 59. 59. That's not a bad age. That's not age. No, yeah, no, That's a little worse. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just took Let a ticket off your life. <laughs> so-
4: Finally, now, our American hero, Matt Anthony Wayne, who was starting to make strides out in these Indian wars here after St. Clair got his ass kicked, right? The senior officer of the military uh, for the young know, Americans. Matt Anthony Wayne's handling business. But his second in command is such a piece of shit. Now he's investigating his own second in command. And then he dies of a stomach ulcer. Who becomes the new senior leader of the American military? James Wilkinson. Mm. The spy for Spain who sabotaged everything is now placed in charge. And don't worry, Cahoons. He investigated himself and he found no wrongdoing whatsoever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
4: I want to end on a – there's a little ghost story about this that I think is pretty appropriate. I think um, it's
0: odd that he got taken out by a stomach ulcer of all things, like not his leg getting infected from right, a
1: musket yeah. ball
3: right, that right.
1: was still it. in it. It's not Le- and healthy and to be metal. It's mad a, all a lead musket ball too, so is yeah, there a little bit of lead poisoning going right. on right now too. That's that's been floating around in his uh, bloodstream for
4: all oh. those years. Did you guys have anything else you want to say? Because I, I, you know, the ghost story, right? I'm going to throw. Yeah, it and you and I want to. No,
5: but I want to. Before you go into the ghost story, I just read something like kind of gross on here. <laughs> Keep going. uh That his son yep, Isaac. This is Wayne. actually part
4: of the ghost story. Keep going.
5: Yeah, oh, my bad. No, um, no, take it. So when he died, he was buried at Fort. I can't pronounce this crap. Uh, <laughs> where the modern Wayne Blockhouse stands. Then his son Isaac disinterred the body in 1809. Had so they, the corp- they dug up the body. <laughs> had the corpse boiled to remove the surviving flesh from the bones. He then placed the bones into two saddlebags and relocated them to the family plot in the graveyard of St. David's Episcopal Church in Wayne, Pennsylvania. It
4: smells good in here, Isaac. What are you making? <laughs> that,
1: that's, that's a am boiling boiled, my father's remains. Boiled pop. Oh, my
4: God. Yeah. Why didn't he want the skin
2: on the bones? Is that is that typical of the time? to
1: of yeah. corpses? It was. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a, a good question. Anthony, Anthony <laughs> Wayne- <laughs> While he's undergoing this whole campaign against the British and their Indians uh, Mm -hmm. out in Ohio territory, he's building all these various forts to Mm -hmm. counteract the British forts that were already out there. Mm -hmm. And um, he builds this fort, he dies of this stomach ulcer, and the commander of the fort then buries him right beneath the flagpole in this fort. But then later on, um, the fort's abandoned. You know, they they come back off the off the fort kind of a thing, and it's nine years after he died that his son, his his daughter, is very ill herself, and she's on her deathbed, and she convinces her brother mm-hmm. to go get pops' remains, you know, mm-hmm. dig up pops' remains and give him a proper burial back here in in Pennsylvania. So the son, now nine years after he dies, goes back to this old abandoned fort digs up his remains and there's no one bombing or anything back then but they when they dig up his remains it's remarkably well preserved mm-hmm. but you're not going to be bringing a dead body that's been in the ground for nine years back to pennsylvania i forget how many you know hundreds of miles it was away but, oh it's a it's a journey so it's it's a definite journey through the wilderness to bring him back to Right. To the old homestead, if you will. Right it
2: becomes like weekend at Bernie's. You're yeah. fighting
1: off bears, <laughs> <laughs> but he smells
4: really bad. Yeah, exactly, you know, After yeah. nine years on the ground. Hang on, I can so, sneak one in here for you, Kahuna. Ready? Ready. Picture the giant cauldron that they are using to boil him in, and just picture who's behind. Who's there stirring the spoon? A <laughs> <laughs> Swedish <Sweetest laughs> chef. There
1: you go. Swedish <laughs> chef is taking the.
4: the flesh. Now it's an
0: American loser episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, oh, that's exactly man. what they do. and you're talking about the cauldron. I don't know if you read this, but the cauldron is still in existence today. Oh, you, shit. you, I you didn't can know see that part. you can see the cauldron where supposedly the sun boiled up pop to uh render him down to the bones and then uh you know. Put the bones in the saddlebag or a small cart and bring them back to uh, to Pennsylvania.
4: When you die, we're going to do you in an air fryer. Carrie <laughs> and I had a discussion about in, it's this. Said, it's take it's take the pot. It'll take like half the time. Crispy, Crispy skin.
1: Crispy. Crispy. Oh, we've been trying the microwave all week. <laughs> uh,
5: Whose idea was this? The fillings in his
1: head keeps making the microwave spark. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Wait, did they get the musket ball out of his leg during this too? I'm Probably sure that would out. have. Yeah, yeah I, I like, assume it would have to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there <like, laughs> like, They hear like
2: clink, clink. Oh, his leg's done.
3: <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, that was Dad's musket ball. <laughs> oh,
1: well, once they God. once they boiled, Pop down to the bones, and they boxed them up and placed them in the saddlebags. And it's a little unclear, but uh, his son Isaac then sets off for Chester County, Pennsylvania, over rough dirt roads, and some of the bones get lost along the way. I don't know, they're bouncing out of the saddlebags or whatever. This leads and to a it's ghost Basically, story. it's US 322 in Pennsylvania that they say that to this day um, on January the 1st, his birthday, mm-hmm. you can still see Anthony Wayne Riding on his horse. And I don't know where the horse came in, but he's on his horse riding up down 322 looking for the, the rest of his body parts. That's cool. To make a collection. So I love that. We Maybe we should have saved that for our Halloween episode. <laughs> I, was, uh, I thought it was pretty
4: yeah. good. But I That's mean, it's fitting that it was January 1st coming up here too. And then, like we said, uh, according to conflicting reports, this episode is either going to come out on or was recorded on the day that uh, old George Washington, the father of the nation, died.
5: Well, so the date of- uh, Anthony Wayne's death Is actually December 15th
4: No shit That's pretty cool Kerr. So Just
5: wait Just two more days yeah.
4: I can't I can't I gotta put it out On Tuesday Just for a change You know <laughs> um, Also I gotta put it out Early cause we have To promote that show yeah. That old Chuck and I Are gonna be a, a part of Over at the Smod Castle oh, yeah. Come on out for that one Folks here um, Chuck Excellent guest dude Knew you were gonna be Oh um, thank you so much That was What a great That was such a great episode Yeah Great job That was really fun That's uh, Well you helped make it too man It was uh, It helps when the Because I've got some friends of mine That have come in here before And I, I can't say names Because they still listen <laughs> But I'll have some friends That'll sit there and be like oh. My god like, oh, so uh, What do you think about this you, uh, Any other questions on that go, Nah no, I'm good I know yeah like, Yeah this is great radio Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> uh, But no this was awesome man. I look forward to hanging with you Over the weekend man Me too man Anything it's else you want to so say? Fun. Where can people follow you On social media and stuff i got some people
2: you can follow me on instagram and twitter at discount chuck and uh yeah the chuck and brad podcast on facebook and chuck and brad podcast.com for the podcast as well as you know tickets for the show and we actually just put up um me and brad moderated a uh, the clerk's reunion panel at rhode island comic-con we shot it with three angles we put it out as our last week's episode um so that's up there with brian o'halloran jeff anderson who is a tough get Marilyn Gigliotti, it's everybody. It's really, really fun.
4: <laughs> it was, uh, it's very cool. Um, I'm excited about that part too, man. Brian, I consider a legit friend now. Oh, he's um, great. Isn't and he awesome? He, he really is a wonderful, so we did a comedy show together and then it was so strange because uh, it was while the clerk's cast was, mm-hmm. um, they are still filming, they all had to wear masks and stuff like that. They are being very, very careful, very diligent to uphold the, uh, the safety for the production. Right. And at the end of the show, I just hear over my shoulder because I, I did a set that night I uh, just hear a voice say, hey, you're pretty funny, man. And I was like, fucking Randall? Is that pretty <laughs> 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 I couldn't tell with the mask on or anything. So that's so cool you get to hang with those guys. Dude, on the wreck, man. A- Anderson great. is the
2: – Jeff Anderson is the best. And that's, he's like back into doing stuff kind of for the first time. He hasn't really done cons and appearances. Now he's doing appearances, the guy who played Randall in Clerks, mm-hmm. and he is the nicest guy in the world. I thought he was going to be a dick, probably because he was his character is based on Brian Johnson,
3: <laughs> yeah. who,
2: I, who I know in real life. And that's more of a Randall than Jeff Anderson. It's, uh, and I love them both.
4: No, they're they're great guys, man. I, I enjoy the hell out of that. I'm super happy to get you into the studio, man. Yeah. I think we're going to have a kick-ass time this weekend. Uh, LP, yeah. you got anything you want to say on the way no, out? No,
1: just uh, Wayne, New Jersey. See ya. Um, I'm out of there because- uh, yeah, We're we're going to happier shores. Moving on up. Yeah. Now
4: yeah. We're, we're down in Monmouth County. Life is better down here. All right. <laughs> Carrie Burke, anything you want to say on the way out?
5: No, I'm good. I got no shows coming up, so no nothing sh- to <laughs>
4: <laughs> I hear you. A couple of court appearances, though, right? You got something cooking. Don't.
5: <laughs> stop bits. telling me my secrets.
4: <laughs> Boat ride back to Alcatraz. You're
5: going to find me. So,
4: my sister recently revealed herself as QAnon. I don't know if you guys knew. <laughs> oh, <that>. shit. <laughs>
5: I gotta stop coming on this podcast <laughs> <That's->
4: <laughs> uh, No I uh, I love you for being here for that one I thought it was a perfect thing Now that none of us for the first time In how long were you living in Wayne? 41 years For in 41 years um, There has always been For 41 years There had always been a Burke in Wayne Township And at this very moment there is no more
1: And the people celebrate a, <laughs> <the> people
4: rejoice. <laughs> uh, finally, no one's running a bandsaw at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. We're <laughs> playing
5: bagpipes.
4: Yeah, uh, beautiful. <laughs> Give the neighbors a little treat. Coons, anything to say on the way out? Nah, man. It's always a pleasure to be here. You know the drill. Do great. Man, Chuck any last words?
2: Just, just big thanks. Thank you for having me on. It's worked no, it was out great, awesome. Dude, it was I'm great. Very happy. A lot of Good fun.
4: A lot of fun. Hell yeah, man. Well, guys, uh, you know where to support the show. If you guys like what we do, please support us over on Patreon. You can join up for just as low as three dollars a month. That actually gets you the bonus episode here. We give you three for free every month. And then we're just at, so it essentially it boils down to less than a dollar a show. Um, so, and thank you to a couple of people. We have a couple more people join up. Uh, love you guys for that. If I owe you merch, uh, message me, either DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook. I'm trying to keep up with it, but I have like 19 different apps. I'm trying to track different people down and stuff like that. If I owe you merch for anything, let me know. We're going to get some more stuff made up. Actually, uh, Dad, we had some T-shirts made.
1: Yeah, we do. We, Absolutely. We had to
4: do a small run first because we needed to know what they looked like that's and everything true. like that. But yeah, and then um, <laughs> Coon, I got an ugly Christmas sweater made. Oh no! It's um, I'm going to wear it to uh, cousin Megan's house. Um, it's a picture of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Jocelyn Maxwell hugging, and it just says Merry Christmas. Oh <laughs> no! And that's from the same people that made the rest of our merch, man. So we're gonna we're gonna terrify some people on Christmas with that. <laughs> But that being said, check me out over at, uh, at sucks over on Instagram. As you guys know, if you're out in the Texas area, uh, January 6th, 7th, and 8th, I believe, I will be out there at the Creek in the Cave in Austin, Texas with my buddy Mike Cannon. Uh, President's Day weekend in February. I'll be down at Side Splitters in Tampa with Lynn Coplitz. I got a bunch of other stuff that's coming up too. I'm blanking on that one. But most importantly, coming out to the Smod Castle for Chuck's Christmas party.
2: Hell yeah. Chuck and Brad's best Christmas show ever. Chuck, ever.
4: Best, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> guaranteed. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for being here, man. This was awesome. Thank My you. name is KP Burke, and that was Mad Anthony Wayne, American Loser.
1: An American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser the day I was born.